0: All great things must come to an end. Uh, I'm sorry, were you saying something? Welcome everybody to the (laughs) homestand. I'm Austin Stevens. I'm Dylan Webster, and I try to time that burp out as well as possible. That was
1: perfect. Yep. Yep. Uh, That's why I chugged the rest of my beer pretty much as soon as you started talking.
0: The whole thing? You just opened it. I had like half of it left my gosh. Yeah, we're sitting here with our limited edition camo Bush beers. Bush you have the light? Or I, have a bush, I have a Bush Latte. You have the Bush Latte. Okay, I have Bush. And you have full Bush. I have, yeah, full on Bush. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to reference that open. Yes, unfortunately, this is the last episode that we will be doing. Yeah, um, I'm getting ready to move back to Illinois. So I've got to get stuff packed. I've got to get other things taken
1: care of. And Austin with his new house has got to get uh, some yard work done, some other things. We have a lot of stuff. Some other adult things that adult people do when they have adult homes. We
0: tore up our whole backyard because it was essentially just clovers and weeds and moss. And taters poop. And taters poop uh apparently we let the cats out because they whine <laughs> they cry at the door so we just let them and they in right. the neighborhood and we're on a cul-de-sac so it's not a huge deal right but they have and they know how to find their way back yeah they find their way back eventually they don't travel too far no uh but they have been pooping in the strawberry planter oh absolutely i we just walk out there one day and there's a bunch of little they're, they're, a- they're animals they'll poop in anything <laughs> yeah but <laughs> We didn't know they were doing that. And it looks like there's just... <laughs> Did a you p- expect them to tell you? Well, I thought they would come inside and just poop in their litter box. <laughs> no, if they're outside and they got to poop, they're like, hey, this is what we were made for. Yeah, I guess so. But so we go out there and we see like a bunch of what looks like little peanut shells in the planter because they're all dried out. <laughs> and after you tried to crack open a couple of them, you're like, hey, wait a minute. They didn't taste that good. No. <laughs> They were not like the good ballpark (laughs) salted peanuts that I did have a nutty flavor, though A bit of a nutty flavor. Yeah, and they were kind of crunchy still (laughs) Still (laughs) So anyway, we tore up a week ago Thursday. I spent four hours that night tilling hand tilling the whole backyard, you know Really wrecked up my hands and then two days later. I did a spartan race which was a six mile obstacle course. I actually, I was shooting for two and a half hours. I did it in just over two hours. Nice. I did most of the obstacles. I climbed the rope, that was the big one. So I got up the rope. I only failed like three or four out of the 28. So okay. I felt pretty good about that. But a couple of days later I was sore as hell. Mm-hmm. I had softball on Monday night then, pulled my quad. Nice. Uh, so I was in a, a lot of pain. And then we had. Did nine, you get an ice cold beer at the end of the Spartan race? Uh, seltzer, actually. Ah, oh. I think no, it was a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Okay, yeah. So when I did, did mm-hmm. when I did the Bears 5K up in
1: Chicago, they gave us uh free Miller Lite afterwards. Apparently that's Lite's, a thing. Miller Lite's the official sponsor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Apparently that's it's a, a thing. To that's a thing alcohol. for like most marathons now too. Is like they give you a beer afterwards because the carbs and everything. I don't know the science behind it. I don't but know. We did something
0: with the carbs. Yeah, the LA Marathon we got beer after. And then now this Spartan race, we got a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade after. Uh, so anyway, that was Saturday. Then softball pulled my quad on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday, we got nine cubic yards of dirt delivered. Finally, it took a forever to get that dirt in. Uh, Man, you know you've
1: made it when you get dirt delivered.
0: Yep, we got dirt delivered in our driveway. Uh, all the neighborhood kids played on it. So I came home <clears> that night uh, and we moved probably a quarter of it to the backyard. All the neighborhood kids helped cause they thought they were playing in the dirt, but really we were just getting free <laughs> just slave free, labor, free child labor, yeah, free child labor. <laughs> <while their> t- <laughs> the fun thing is their dad was standing there the whole time with a coffee for like two hours, just chatting with us while they were doing coffee. it. Coffee. Yeah. While they were doing, while they were helping us moving the dirt to the back, uh, moved a bunch of it. Friday uh, moved a bunch of it. Saturday finally finished it this morning. And then I had to go get a roller to flatten it all out, rake it, then rake it again to kind of break it up once we've leveled it out. ooh, a it's, fight. Get,
1: it's getting chippy in this game between the Chiefs and the Bills. So we're yeah. watching Sunday Night Football right now. Yeah. Uh, we have it on mute while we record. And uh, Miko Hardman just returned a punt, like I want to say about 20 yards, uh, got pushed out on the Bills' sideline. It's uh, it's starting to get pretty chippy as the Chiefs are down here 7-3. to three. A little bit of a fight. Ooh.
0: Get back around three, three guys oh, nice. to block one gunner. That's a lot. Yeah, that seems like overkill. He must be a really good gunner. Yeah, he, he must get down there pretty damn quick. Yeah, uh, so yeah. So then we put fertilizer down, we put the seed down, we put the straw down and we watered it. Finally done. Now we got to just hope that the grass grows back. Nice. And we don't just have a dirt backyard. So needless to say, I am very sore and very tired. And long story short, that's why we're ending the podcast. That tonight. is why we're ending it because I have a lot of yeah, yeah. So we
2: just
1: it seems like the further we've gone along with this, like you and I have just had less and less time to actually get together and record. Cause either like I I went out of town last weekend, yeah. you went out of town the weekend before that. Then when you come back, like you have responsibilities as a homeowner. Yep. And now I'm starting to get my
0: stuff packed up and
1: taken care of. So
0: And we just we <laughs> don't get paid enough to we, actually we, make it a we thing. get a
1: dollar we've made a dollar and 28 cents off this show. <laughs> off of
0: 22 episodes we've made a buck 28 we have gotten 159 total listens hey i think we average about six per episode i mean it's better than i thought we'd ever do To so to our six listeners Thank you yes. for all your support. I don't know who you are. I think one of you is a s- Dan. A special thank you to Dan because yes. we know he listens. Thank you, week. Dan, for listening on three different devices <laughs> to make up half of our audience. Uh, thank you to uh, anyone in our families that has listened. I don't
1: know. My parents uh, might listen. I don't know. They've never my, mentioned I it. know my brother's listened to a few episodes at least yeah. because he's uh, made comments to me about the show. But I don't know if he listens regularly. But
0: Are you going to keep the Twitter going? I don't know
1: because so here's the thing with it. Like I've noticed more and more with having like a actual like Twitter page to run for a podcast that I don't get to like enjoy the game as much because I'm so focused on like commenting on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like and like what I tweet and like especially for like Sunday with so many different games happening, like I'm constantly checking Twitter for like highlights of other games because I don't have red zone, so I can't comment on everything that's happening. Right. So like I'm checking Twitter for highlights and then I'm retweeting that, talking about it and then I'm going back and like, okay, what just happened? What did I miss? And then like, it's, yeah, it's just too much. Yeah. So I'd rather just. Do what I, you want. I don't I, care. I, I think I'd rather just stick to my own personal account because I'm allowed to swear on that one.
0: Oh, true. Yeah. Forgot because I don't, c- I don't care
1: what I put on. No, nah, Yeah. Nobody does. And yeah, it's, it's just more fun to have my own Twitter account. I thought for a second about keeping it just to be like a troll account. Yeah. But I don't want to be that guy.
0: No, don't yeah, no.
1: Especially, and especially, here's the other thing, like, and I've actually gotten some, it. I've actually gotten some people to, like, have, like, a back and forth in me a little bit.
0: Yeah, you've gotten some good, you've gotten some good traction you on get, it a couple times. I got
1: the Carolina Panthers to follow us.
0: I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: That's nice. <laughs> so, like, now I got to follow them from my personal account and be like, hey, remember me? I did I the- have a friend at work that knows those guys, and she said they're a bunch of douchebags. I mean, yeah, they run a Twitter account for a football team. That's true. Like... <laughs>
0: kind of have yeah, to be there has to be some
1: level of douche to you
0: yeah if you if you own the twitter account for a pro team or a fast food chain yes you have to be there's, a douche there's some level of douche to you yep but yeah i'm I, again i thought about keeping it but i think it's i think it's time to retire it that's fair it can be lost to the annals of twitter yeah. history and if we ever decide that we want to do like a few th- i don't know i mean we could do a one-off episode sometime yeah. i don't care We'll keep, I mean, it'll stay up. Nothing's gonna go down. Right. It's just, we're not gonna do any new stuff regularly. Right. Cause it was like every week and then it was every other week. And then it was- Whenever we had time. Whenever we have time. Yeah. <laughs> it turned into like three weeks a month. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, we're about Yeah, both there, was, there was a time we literally took like a month off. Yeah. And then came back and it's like- like you were gone, we I were, was gone. And then
1: we were still like, what do we talk about? I
0: don't know. I mean, there's so much happening. But also, we just don't, we, I don't know. We don't,
1: it's, it's, there's a lot happening in sports, but, like, we both don't really have the time to devote to watch all of it. Yeah, kind of just,
0: it's just, I mean, it's just turned into <laughs> us hanging out. Yeah. We're just hanging out at it's, the table. It's literally, watching it's, Sunday Night football. Yeah, it's,
1: and you helped me move my couch, carry Underwood. <laughs> you helped me move my couch out to the dumpster before we started recording. We did, and then after we're done recording, we're gonna move this table that we're sitting at right now out to the dumpster. Oh, I forgot about the table. Yeah, yeah. this will
0: be easier because it's round, yeah. so it, we can just roll. Yeah, it. we
1: can roll it. Plus, the table's detach, and the we legs. can take the chairs. Yeah, or the yeah, the detach. legs detach. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, the legs detach, and then I the chairs you. we can carry. Yeah. Like so, yeah, it'll be easy. But hey,
0: should we talk actual sports since we're a sports podcast? Well, we should, but first, Dylan. Oh, God. Have you ever been a major fan of a sports team, but you hate the owners? Yes, constantly. Have you screamed, sell the team every chance that you get? Maybe not every chance I've gotten, but quite a few, especially in recent years. Yeah. Well, now you don't have to scream it anymore. Oh,
2: no. Because
0: you can wear it on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Ha 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 This is an Obvious Shirts t-shirt. Oh my God, yes! (laughs) They do a ton of Cubs shirts. They are actually not a sponsor, but I love them. If we we were gonna do more shows, we would try to get them as a sponsor because I love
1: their stuff. Every time I see them post something, I'm like, I need to buy that. And then I remember I have no money.
0: I got, um, for Christmas one year, I got the greatest game ever played was in Cleveland on a Wednesday, which was the Cubs game seven. And so now this shirt that I have just gifted to you Says sell the team.
1: It is it is a uh, blue shirt with orange lettering that says sell the team, and there's a period on it too, which <laughs> I find hilarious because it makes me think of the it is your birthday from the office.
0: <laughs> sell but the team.
1: Yes. I I totally forgot that you asked me uh what my shirt size was because you had a gift for me. That was like three weeks ago. yeah, so I, I completely forgot about
0: forgotten. that. Yeah, so there you go. This that is, is my parting gift oh, to you. this is awesome. I hope you wear that with pride. Hell yeah. I might wear this uh. To work tomorrow please
1: as, my, do. as like my undershirt, yeah, and then when I take my work shirt off at the end of the day and people are like, what, what sell what mean? team like yep. sell the team sell the team I won't even explain no yep. so' just be like go. no, it's just sell the team
0: yep oh, that's awesome, thank you so very that, much for that you're welcome. that's probably the best ad that we've done and here I gave you nothing but a cold beer. I'll take the cold beer though <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. I mean I did give you a housewarming gift. you did do we call that even? Yeah, we're even. All you right. gave me a housewarming gift. I give you an apart apartment departing. A, de, an, a, a going away present. A going away present. An apart, depart. I was trying to combine a, those words. A, de, a department. A departmenting. Departmenting gift. There we go. There we go. That didn't make sense. It didn't, <laughs> but we're, we're working on it. Okay, let's talk sports. Let's talk the sports. Uh, do you want to talk about the Bears? We'll talk about the Bears for a little bit. Uh, go ahead. You have some thoughts.
1: So... A couple weeks ago, after yep. the Bears lost to, oh god, I, can't I lost the to the, lost to the Browns. Yeah, when they gained a grand total of, uh it's like forty 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 one yards of offense. Something total like that. offense. Yeah. yeah, total offense like forty one yards. I texted you and Dan, and I said, Austin, yep. I'm gonna have a lot of thoughts the next time we record. Yep. And then that's when you said that you were gonna be out of town.
2: Well,
0: yes. Wait, no. I was doing yard work. Yeah, you were doing yard work. So I wasn't, we weren't going to be able to record. I was like going to have you come over and just record on your own. But then you ended up being. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you you, use. Because this was last weekend. Yeah, you said. Yeah. And you said uh, last weekend when we talked about recording, you said uh, I could come over, but you were going to be doing yard work so I could just like sit in your house and record my anger. Yeah.
2: And on your own.
1: Yeah, on my own. And then you would be listening from the yard. And you would try to jump in when you could. Yeah. But instead, I forgot that I was going home for the weekend to take care of all my um, moving things, like getting my lease signed and figuring out if I finally had a job and all that. Plus to see some see my friends and family because I haven't gotten to see them very much uh, in the last year or so. Right. But yeah, so then uh, the, the, I, I listened to the Bears play the Lions on my way back and they won that game. Something good happened. Something good happened. So first off. Okay, so back the train up again to the end of the Browns game. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, Very angry that the offense played so poorly. Yep. Very angry that it was Justin Fields' uh, first start. Yep. And they used him so poorly and basically got him killed. He got sacked nine times. That's a lot. Uh, Yeah, it just, it looked like no one on the field knew how to play football.
0: Well, the problem is that Matt Nagy, after the game, said that, they anticipated the Browns mm-hmm. would cut off Fields' ability to move, so the Bears just cut off Fields' legs themselves. It's
1: one of those times where Matt Nagy thinks he's going to try to outsmart the other coach by like, hey, I know what your game plan is going to be, so I'm going to go against that game plan, and you won't be able to figure it out. And then he just no, out-coaches himself. Here's the problem with yeah. that. If you, <laughs> if you keep a mobile quarterback in the pocket, against a team that has a very good pass rush, they're still going to get to him. Yep. If you don't try to move the pocket, if you don't try to let him be mobile, he's going to get killed. Your offensive line is not good enough to pass, to protect against a good pass rush, even a a decent pass rush most of the time. So, and then trying to have Jason Peters, who's 39 years old, go one-on-one against Miles Garrett, who is, Just the human version of the Hulk.
0: It's a poor decision.
1: Oh my God. Like how they never chip. They never chip locked him. They never double teamed him. Like he, he was, and he was moving all different places, which, you know, you knew they were going to do, but no matter what, he always seemed like he was in a one-on-one. And there was one play where he didn't even try to get to the quarterback, but he took two guys out of the play (laughs) and left another guy coming through on a stunt. Just clear as day. Wide open. Right into Justin Fields' face. Yeah. And it's like that's the effect of Miles Garrett. Like, he's gonna be able to make that those plays happen. So you have to try to counter that. And they did nothing to do that. Yeah. So overall it was just a bad game. Uh Matt Nagy once again said like he wasn't gonna give up play calling. Uh Ridiculous. Andy Dalton was still their starter when he was healthy, all this and that. And I yeah. just got so angry because this man seems like he has no idea what he wants to do. Like just can't, he is can't the- get it together. Just and we we you and I have talked about it with Dan all the time. And it's just like it seems like his ego is so much in the way where he's trying to prove that like 2018 wasn't a fluke. Yes. Like he actually is a good coach and knows what he's doing and knows how to win games and all that. And he was trying to prove that, like, no, he, he's the good part of the Andy Reid coaching tree and all this. But And it's just getting in the way of him actually seeing what his team is like seeing what he has on his team and building to benefit that
0: yeah it got so bad to the point that like the memes were going around that that said Mitch Trubisky took a Matt Nagy offense to the playoffs twice yeah twice and like there were people apologizing to Trubisky
1: I mean a lot of of us Bears fans were like you know what I think we've realized that Mitch actually wasn't that bad I never thought he was that bad. He's I never just thought he was like, is he as good as Mahomes or Watson out of that same draft class? No. no. Not even a little bit. But is he as bad as what we were perceived him to be? And I think the answer to that is no. And we saw that with Buffalo when they played against the Bears in the preseason. Yeah. Now granted it's preseason and defenses aren't trying to scheme a whole lot for guys, but still like he's he's a he's got a decent arm. He can make good throws
0: he he's a serviceable he's, a,
1: he's he's more of a game manager than he is a game changer yes and that is the thing i think matt Nagy wanted him to be more of a game changer because that's kind of what he was used to in kansas city granted alex mahomes. smith isn't like a huge game changer but his arm is able to make th- he has he had a good enough arm in kansas city to make throws yeah and make big plays and then obviously you have patrick mahomes who's a, a huge game changer uh, not we're not really seeing that in this game right now, but give, not yet. Give It'll it happen. Minute. But I mean, I think he wants so much for the offense to run through the quarterback position that it's getting in the way of realizing that this team is built more for the run. I mean, you yeah. have David Montgomery, who's an absolute stud. I don't care what anyone says, he is. Dude is constantly getting hit in the backfield and still getting one or two yard gains.
0: Yards after contact, I think he's... He's
1: the number he's one number running one. back in the NFL for yeah. yards after contact. The number one running back. Yeah. Uh, you have, also have Damian Williams, which, as we saw in the game today, is not a bad running back.
2: No, he never has been.
1: And he played really well for the Chiefs on their Super Bowl run. And yeah. a lot of people think he got snubbed for Super Bowl MVP. I am one of those people because he went out and played a hell of a game. He scored two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, they talked about it on the broadcast today. Yeah. And
1: as we and as we also we saw today, Khalil Herbert great. is a damn good running really back. Really good back. I mean, at one point he had four carries for 29 yards. Nice. Just a little over 7 yards a carry. Yeah. Uh I think both him and Williams today had over 60 yards apiece. So, great day on the Great day on the running game. Nice. Uh, David Montgomery has had 200 yard rushing games this season. So when they focus on the run, as they have these past two games, plus in week uh, one yeah. with Montgomery, like the team can kind of get it going a little bit. They're a very good run team. I mean, and that line is built for the run. James Daniels is not a pass blocker, and he is the number one run blocker, according to Pro Football Focus. Oh. Cody Whitehair is not a guy that's going to do well in, in pass protection but yeah. he's gonna maul some guys if you let him loose in the middle and it's the same with sam Mustafer,
3: mm-hmm.
2: who's
1: not a great lineman overall but he can at least run block yeah if is a better run blocker than his pass blocker the only good pass blocker you have is jason peters and again he's 39 years old yeah that's pretty that's pretty old. and even with the two ta- the two tackles that you drafted in this past draft with tevin jenkins and larry borum they're more suited for run blocking so I don't understand. And Tevin Jenkins is good in pass blocking too, but he's just a mauler. Yeah. He's a big physical guy. He wants to go hit people. So I don't understand why you are so why you're fighting so much this just this desire to run the ball and wanting so much for everything to roll through your quarterback, which granted now you have Justin Fields who the offense can run through, I believe, but mm-hmm. not this year. This year you need to focus more on the run game and then kind of build towards getting fields as he gets more comfortable yeah like uh there was a comment i saw on twitter from uh matt spiegel who works at 670 the score and he was talking about how the offense these last two weeks has looked so different from what matt Nagy's offense has been the last couple years and i i mean i was reading it and i just kept thinking it's because it's old school bears football we're gonna run the ball down your throat yeah then we're gonna play solid defense Yep, And we're going to take a shot downfield when we can. Now, today, they didn't really take any shots downfield. But they didn't have to. They didn't need to. They got out to a 14-3 lead. And they then won the game on the back of their defense, which has been Bears football for as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. Like, 2006, that's all. They went on the defense. It definitely was not Rex Grossman. I mean, it was for, like, for a couple weeks in the first half of the year. But once the Dolphins showed, like, how you could beat them, or how you could kind of keep Grossman off the... Actually, basically, once they were like, if we just stop the run and try to make Grossman beat us, yeah. we can win this game. Yeah, And that's all defenses <gasps> did from that point. You stack eight in the box and stop the run game. You stop Thomas Jones. And I can't even remember who else was running. I think Cedric Benson. Yes. Yeah, if, but may, it was mainly Thomas Jones that year. But yeah, if you just stop Thomas Jones from running down your throat, like... You can, you can absolutely beat this team because Grossman going to make some bad decisions. The only thing with Grossman was he could bomb it downfield. So if you had like Bernard Berry and get loose deep, you could score a big touchdown, which is exactly what this team needs to do because Justin Fields actually has deep accuracy. Yeah. He and can, Darnell Mooney is a rocket. Whew, that 64 yard catch that he had against the lions. If he kept, if he keeps moving to the outside, I swear to you, that's a 90 yard touchdown pass. Mm, yeah. Like, after he shook, after he shakes the one defender, he started to go outside, then he cut back in, and he got tripped up from behind. If he keeps going to the outside toward the sideline, I think he beats the defender out there, and it's a 90-yard touchdown. But regardless. Yeah. But, yeah, so, af- I mean, after that Browns game, I was upset. Then they could play the Lions. I was listening to the game as I was driving down from Illinois. hmm And, like, just listening to Joniak, Jeff Joniak on the broadcast, he barely had time to talk in between plays on those first couple drives that.
0: Okay. So like, I watched it. It
1: seemed very much more up tempo.
0: Yeah. I watched it and I was so <clears throat> upset because I'm trying to text you guys about it. Cause I'm super hyped about it. And I'm like texting you and Dan in the group and Dan's doing his play and you're driving. Mm-hmm. So neither of them, neither of you can text me back. I'm like, am I crazy? Like, am I seeing something that's not there? And these guys are just ignoring me, but no, it looked great. It was, no, it was it fast. Was- it was up tempo. they, they scored immediately on that first mm-hmm. drive and then they came out and they scored again on the second drive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was night and day compared to the Browns. And it's uh, like, you have to just, just thinking about it. You're like, okay, Bill laser's calling plays. Now oh, yeah. this does not look like Matt Nagy's offense. And then you so, get on Twitter and you've got like all the internet sleuths that are like, Oh, Nagy's got a play card, but it doesn't look like he's calling plays in mm-hmm. and yada, yada. And it's like, we're pretty sure it's Bill Lazor, But of course, the as this the, the fantasy football podcast i listen to they call Nagy the budget magician because <laughs> because he's just like this this guy's like no i'm not gonna tell you what i'm doing and you're gonna i'm gonna try and trick you with you know i'm not gonna tell you what i'm gonna do it's like mm-hmm. just come out and say it like everybody knows after these two drives everybody knows that bill laser is calling the plays. so,
1: so that was another big issue uh between the browns and lions game was we Chicago media has for a long time, well, uh, been asking Matt Nagy if he's, you know, if if he's ever thought about delegating the play calling to someone else. Yeah, and every time he's like, "No, I'm going to do it." Right, and then finally, the week of the Lions game, he sits there and he says, "No, we're we had a lot of discussions. Apparently, they like brought players in. Nick Foles had a lot to say yeah. as the veteran quarterback of the room, a guy who's won a Super Bowl and like." Knows how to run this offense inside and out because he's run an Andy Reid offense basically his entire career. Yep. Okay. Uh, they, and apparently from those conversations, I think they finally decided they need to let Bill call plays and let Nagy be the head coach. Yeah. Because Nagy's trying to call plays and also be head coach and then just stuff's getting lost in the mix. Mm-hmm. So finally, that was. And that's it.
0: nothing against him. No, it's nothing against it's him. A, it's.
1: That's it's a very hard difficult for a, thing to it's do. It's hard for a lot of guys, especially when Nagy wants to be as involved as a head coach as he is. Yeah. Because if he wants... Here's my thing. He's if a you player's wanna, coach. He is. And if you want to call plays, then call plays. But that needs to be your thing. And then you need to let your defensive coordinator handle the defense. Yeah. And your special teams coordinator handle, handle special teams. But Nagy is such a guy that wants to be involved in everything. He wants to call plays. Also be involved in the defense and involved in special teams. Like he yeah. wants to be involved in all three phases. He wants to be able to like get guys in and out, talk to guys and see what they're
0: seeing on the field, all this yeah. and that. And he just doesn't have time to do all that. And how many head coaches in the NFL right now call, call the plays in? I don't know that really two or three.
1: I know Belichick calls defensive plays, but I don't okay. know that
0: there's too many other coaches that actually call their own offensive Does plays. Does he actually now? Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause there was like a year or two <clears throat> ago where they, they didn't have a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Because Belichick was just calling plays and everything else was position coaches. Yeah.
1: Okay. But then, uh, well, I think, I don't know if his kid calls him, calls him a little bit too. I think so. I
0: think they split or something. His kid looks
1: terrified. He's got that
0: mullet. He's, (laughs) he's got that.
1: I just walked out of the trailer and I'm on meth. Look that. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: very accurate. Which
1: if you're in a trailer and on meth, no offense to you, but get (laughs) off of meth.
0: Yes. If, if, to, you, this is to everybody out there this, this is a psa to everybody out there if you're currently on meth stop yes please get help meth is there not are good. people that love you and they don't want you to be on meth we there, don't love you we don't there are know people you that
1: don't love you and don't want you to be on. yes meth.
0: basically everybody in existence except other people that are on meth don't <laughs> want you to be on meth only, only people that are on meth want other people to be on meth and the people that are on meth are terrible. And sometimes people on meth don't want you to be on meth because then that means there's how, less meth for them. That's true, yeah. Because they, they, they want more meth for that's them. That's less meth that they can smoke. Exactly. So just stop. So s- stop doing meth, Steve Belichick. <laughs> Is his name and, Steve? I think it's call Steve. more defensive plays. I don't know, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your dad that you're going to stop doing meth so that you
1: can call more defensive plays. Yes, his name. So is... he can continue to stand on the sideline and just look angry at the world, because it doesn't matter if Belichick's down by twenty or up by a hundred. He looks like he's pissed off all the time.
0: He's an interesting dude. Yes. Uh... But Bill
1: Belichick is also a national treasure he needs to be protected at all costs because his press conferences are gold. Yes. <laughs> Him and Marshawn Lynch are in the same category. But for different reasons.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, really like- for the
1: same reasons. They're entertaining because of how little they say and how just like bluntly, blunt. How just their blunt truthfulness. Like it's, it's oh, fantastic.
2: The fact that
1: I still remember Belichick after like a bad loss. He's just like, we're on a Cincinnati. <laughs> and that was every question. We're on a Cincinnati. <laughs> Just that that low tone. He's mumbling the words, but you can just barely make out what he's saying. Yeah, it's the same thing as I'm all about that action, boss. Yep. Oh, does Sean McVay call plays? Uh, I don't know that he does, but I feel like he's a guy that definitely calls plays. I don't know if it there's I mean, at most there are three. I I would say no, because his offensive coordinators keep getting hired by other teams every year. Hmm. So I feel like there has to be like some kind of responsibility on them. Otherwise, yeah. why would you hire a guy that's not calling the plays for one of the best offensives in the NFL? I don't know.
2: Anyway. Anyway. Where was I at? Uh Matt, Nagy. Oh uh so they
1: were they had the discussions and I think what they finally came to was like Bill Laser's gonna call plays. Yes. But Nagy wouldn't say that at yeah he, he wouldn't say that outright in the media. He's just like, oh we're and he was just like, "Oh, we're we're talking about it. We're uh, we're gonna keep that all in house." Uh, blah 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 blah. Like he's just being so secretive about everything. I hate it. And it was the same thing with the quarterback. He was he was still up in the up the week of the Lions game. He was still saying, "We don't know who's gonna start a quarterback. It could be Justin. It could be Andy. Or it could be Nick." They were throwing Nick Foles it in the will, mix.
0: It will never be Nick Foles. It's not.
1: Nick Foles knows it's never going to be him, and he's getting paid $20 million this year. He was in pads, though, because Dalton was hurt. He was, he was for the Lions game. He wasn't today. Yeah. He was inactive today, and fields went down at one point, so it was just Andy Dalton, and if Andy Dalton got hurt too, I don't know who's playing quarterback. I'm pretty uh, sure at that point we're just going wildcat with Damien Williams. Probably. I don't, I don't know if there's a receiver that would do it. The only other player I could think of would be Tariq Cohen, but he's on the pup list, and apparently we're not going to see him again until next year. But that's also another thing we can't get a straight answer out of Matt Nagy for. Because all we keep hearing is how he's you know, he's kicking ass in his rehab, and he's getting better every day. But we still don't see him. And I'm, I, I haven't heard anything about him in like three weeks. I literally had to do like a deep dive. Last yeah. week to find out like what's going on. Anything about him, and that's when I've found an article from uh, Brad diggs for the Chicago Tribune where it's like, yeah, he's at practice and he limps around basically the entire time. Great. What's his injury? He tore his ACL last year. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and the thing with Cohen is his ability to cut and move and get around guys is his strength because he's such a little guy. Like he's not always going to be able to run over people. He tries yeah. to though, which I have mad respect <laughs> for. He's shorter than me and tries to run over dudes that are like six four. Yep, and I got mad respect for that.
0: Do your thing, man.
1: But his—I mean—his greatest ability is to be able to cut and move and get around guys. And without like a good solid knee, he can't do that. So I understand them wanting to like take their time with it. But it's very concerning that like he's still limping after having surgery and apparently he had a second surgery on it. To fix something else that wasn't quite fixed the first time, I don't know for sure. Cause oh. again, that's something we can't get a straight answer out of. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's Matt Nagy's press conferences for at least up until like last week were insufferable. Because it's a whole lot of what a lot of people are calling word salad, where he's just saying <laughs> yeah. a lot of words. Yeah. But it does nothing for you. And Reading the transcripts of his answers is especially frustrating because it's like when you read a book, but then like you start thinking about something else while you're reading. Yeah. And then 20 minutes has gone by and you're just like, oh crap, what did I just read? Yeah. Like I was thinking about something else while I was still reading. And as you're sitting there reading, like, I have no clue, like what, what is happening? What, what literally was the question? And
0: then you have to reread the question. It's like, that didn't answer anything. What? (laughs) Why? Why Why is that the thing you said? <laughs> and we're going to take it into consideration. And, you know, we think about it. We've been doing these things that, you know, we come together as a team and we go over it. And, you know, it's a a consensus that this is what we really need to do. And it's, you know, we're going to make the changes that need to be done so that we come to the conclusion that everybody wants. And, you know, that's a win. Everybody just wants to win, you know. And we go out there every week and we play to win. It's not like we're playing to lose, you know. So if we go out there and we just do exactly what we talk about in practice and that we game plan for, I think we're
2: going to come out with a win. I asked you if you wanted coffee. Oh, well, I don't know. It might be a coffee. It might be a
0: latte.
3: Oh my God. It might be a cafe. Shut cappuccino. up. You know.
0: Literally, I'm not exactly sure. Literally, if I didn't look at you, it sounded exactly the same. I know. It's, <laughs> God, it's
1: beyond frustrating. But uh, that, that's just what it became. And it's just like, I started to get more and more angry. And not only was I getting more and more angry, people in Everybody. the media- Not even in Chicago anymore. ESPN, guys from ESPN were calling for Matt Nagy's jobs. Like, you're not going to protect Justin Fields. If you're not going to put him in a situation where he can be successful, you need to not have a job. Mm -hmm. And that kind of started to change things. That's when he started, that's when he gave Bill Laser play calling. They went out against the Lions and they had a good offensive game. They won. And then he came back and they started asking him about who was calling plays. Yeah. And he started doing the word salad thing again. And yeah. it really seemed like it was an ego trip because he kept talking about how everything runs through me. Yeah. It's like, no, it all it all runs through me. Like we have these meetings, we have the delegations, but at the end it all, no, it all goes through me. So it was basically like, yeah, no, someone else is calling plays, but really it was my decision to let them call plays. No, no, shove it up your ass. <laughs> Just be a man and admit that someone else is better at this job that you tried to do and you failed at for over two years now. Yeah. Just admit it. And that's the point when I really, really started to get mad and like the rant was building up more yeah. and more in my
0: head. Keep in mind, we had just beat the Lions too. We had, and we, and were, we, had still mad. we, we were still mad. just won. But it's the Lions. Mad. It's not really a win. Yeah, Jared it's, Goff like is, a, it's like a half win. Jared Goff is awful. I, I mean, don't know if anybody else knows this, but Jared Goff is awful. He's not good. Yeah. Like he's just not. Which remember there were. He's the, com- the highest paid, not good quarterback. Yes, but remember, behind Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yes, uh, but remember there were the comparisons that Matt Nagy is not the is not Adam Gase. He is the Jared Goff of NFL coaches. Yes, because he's serviceable enough that he will take your team. I mean, he'll, okay, he'll make your team eight and eight. Yeah, he'll make your team but, okay, but he's not going to elevate yeah. you. He's not going to elevate the team to another
1: level that it needs to go to.
0: Yeah. I'm so we've beaten the Lions. So we've beaten the Lions. Maggie's still got his word salad going on. That's about Monday. That was on Monday. And then
1: after that, like, that's when everyone starts, like, that's when everyone starts really getting on his case. That's when, like, again, guys from outside Chicago media, which normally don't comment on this kind of thing, are starting to talk about, like, what just what an ass he is. And like how his ego is getting in the way and it's not going to help the team and all this and that. And then all of a sudden, Tuesday comes and goes. And then on Wednesday, Matt Nagy holds his weekly press conference and announces that Justin Fields is the starter going forward. Going forward,
0: there is no one quarterback in Chicago and his name is Justin Fields. No more of this. If Andy Dalton's healthy thing, no, no, no more. It doesn't matter if Andy, Andy Dalton can be the healthiest dude on the planet. Justin Fields is starting. Yes.
1: And that point, I was like, what happened? Because I was at work when it was announced. Yep. And all I could see was tweets. So I was like, I have to actually watch this press conference. As much as I hate watching this press conference, I have to watch it and find out what happened. And honestly, it sounded like someone who either had an epiphany it was and in- finally realized that, like, okay, I've been doing, no, all these people that are saying, like, my ego is getting weight, they're right. And no, I'm being too proud of a person. Like, I need to start focusing on what's best for the team, regardless of whether or not I'm here for the long haul. Yeah. Like, I need to start getting this kid ready for either his new head coach or for me next year so we can start taking him to the next level. Or, it sounds like a guy who literally got his ass chewed for like five hours by people who are very much in control of his job. Yes. And whether that be Ryan Pace or whether that be Virginia McCaskey, because neither one of her sons have the balls to do it. I doubt that she did it though.
0: But it kind of it, it would be awesome. It would be
1: awesome. So here's the way I have it working in my head. Yeah. I think Virginia went to Ryan Pace. Uh-huh. And basically not yelled at Pace, but basically made it known like, no, this was your guy. No, we we give you a chance to hire another coach and draft another quarterback. And yeah. the quarterback, you no know, Everyone's saying he's everyone saying he's good we like the
0: quarterback yeah everyone
1: says he's good and he, you know, we we like him so i'm i'll give you that one but uh this was your coach you now you had time to decide on this one you did a full search and everything you in on it this is this was your guy yeah and you've been standing by him this whole time and yeah. you haven't wavered from that yeah your guy and yeah. just like really driving that point home and I think that's the point when Pace was like, "Oh, okay." And then I imagine him like sprinting to Nagy's office, and be like, "Listen here, son of a bitch, <laughs> you better start winning some goddamn games, or we're both we're both out of here."
0: And he just like chews him out and then shuts the door. Chews him out for like five hours and shuts the door, and Nagy's like,
1: "Well, you know, like we're 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 trying to find the wise." Yeah. And yeah. from outside I'm the confused. office, here
0: the wise you suck. <laughs> I'm just imagining it like a movie where it's, you know, like Nagy's just sitting at his desk and like and pace barges in, chews him out and then rushes out. And as he slams the door, the door closes to reveal Nagy's daughter is sitting there the whole time. (laughs) I don't think he has a daughter. I think he just has sons. That Nagy's youngest son is sitting there the whole time. (laughs) It's like, Dad, what was that?
1: We got to make some changes, son. Well, son. Bill's going to start calling plays now.
2: <laughs> so Justin's going to be our starter. Yeah.
1: So yeah, on, apparently on Tuesday night, they notified Justin that he was going to be the starting quarterback going forward. Yeah. So literally it's, in 24 hours, something changed because on the Monday press conference, he still said, Andy's the one Justin's the two, Nick's the three. Yeah. And that's how we're doing it. And that's when he did the whole, like everything still runs through me, blah, blah, blah. Like the whole ego trip. Mm-hmm. And then on Wednesday, it just seems like a very changed man. Night and so, day. so I'm, I'm, and it, and then even in his press conferences after that, anytime he's talked, like it still seems like he's got that kind of message going where he's like, no, it's whatever's for the best of the team. Like that's and what he's praised his coaches under him. He's that's the thing. He's starting to praise like he started to praise Bill Lazor for how well he did game playing against uh, Detroit. Yeah, uh, he's praised uh, quarterback coach John D. Filippo for how well he's uh, worked with both Justin and Andy, uh, also Nick too, and just basically like working with that quarterback room to get everyone better. Uh, praising all of his coaching staff now, which he hadn't been doing for the first three weeks. Right. Like it literally was like, Oh, we won. It's on me. And then when they lose, Oh no, it's, it's a, no, I need to be better, but it's stuff that we need to figure out. Right. No, it's a you thing. We all know it's a you thing.
0: Put your ego aside. Andy
1: Dalton has shown it's a you thing because we now know it wasn't Mitch. Like for the longest time last year, we were all, a lot of us were sitting there wondering, is it, is it Mitch is that bad? Is it Nagy is that bad? Or is it a little of both? Right. And now we know it's Nagy is that bad. He's him calling plays draws so much focus away from everything else. Or maybe it's everything else draws so much focus away from him calling plays that he just can't do it correctly. Either way, like he can't do his job. Right. And he mentioned that uh, in the press conference on Wednesday, which was so positive. He's like, you know, you know, giving Bill that ability to you know, call plays and do that, that, that he's like, me being a head coach felt pretty damn good. And he talked about how it makes him a better coach not having to worry about that kind of stuff. Justin Fields even said the play calling seems a lot more calm with Bill because Bill's not worried about you know, what the defense is doing Everything or else. anything yeah. else like that. Like, he's like, when Nagy's on the headset, it's a little bit more hectic. But when Bill's on the play call, like he's just up in the booth watching everything and it's just it's chill. Mm-hmm. And I was like that. And like that makes it that makes a difference on a young quarterback, oh, yeah. especially when he's not entirely sure, probably on a lot of the plays. Like it's it's a very complicated playbook. I'm sure Justin's learned a lot, but there's probably still some things here and there where like he'll flip a word around or something and it makes something makes someone run a different route. I don't know. NFL play calling I'm is sure very, that happens. NFL play calling is very complicated. Yes. And I don't know why it's that way. But I, I don't
0: know. Discouraged when when call
1: stealing. Well, one example is uh, I still remember the first Manning cast on Monday Night Football when Peyton was like breaking down how you do play calls up at the line of scrimmage. And I was just like, yeah. how would you know? I, like, as a wide receiver, do you learn just like your part? I think so. Or do you have to know like the whole play? Well, so and then as an offensive lineman, how do you like? How do you know the whole play?
2: Well, okay, so it's a lot
0: to learn. I mean, even just in high school, we would call a play that you do like nine one one. Yeah, and nine was the type of line was- blocking, and then one is the a slot hitch, and then the other one is the wide receiver hitch. Yeah. And so I never cared what nine meant for the linemen. And I'm sure the linemen didn't care what the numbers after theirs meant either. Right. So I'm pretty sure you just like learn your number and probably like, you know, all the receivers, they want to know all the receiver routes in case, you know, you have to run the slot or like a tight end, you know, splits out wide or whatever. Uh, But I don't think that, yeah, you don't have to like the receivers don't have to memorize what the linemen are doing and the linemen don't have to. Like, they should have an idea of what it means, but they don't have to know. it. The quarterback has to know absolutely everything. That's the tough part. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know. I just, every time I hear them, like, mention a play call, even... Even like when Peyton or Eli is like, "Oh yeah, back in, no, back on this play we ran uh, this." I'm like, "How do you still remember that? You, yeah, what what is your brain that like you're able to retain that much information?" The only play call I know is because John Gruden always says "Spider Two Y Banana." Yeah, <laughs> I love running Spider Two way Banana. I'm like,
2: what,
1: what is what is Spider Two Y Banana? That? A good play, I guess. It it is. It's his favorite play, and you can run it from apparently multiple formations. But I have no clue what it is
2: interesting
0: spider okay spider two-eyed banana look it up i am looking it up you keep talking i don't know what I, I don't know what to talk
1: about at this point other than how complicated NFL play calling is
0: uh well where were we so oh yeah Um uh, so not fields is a starter he doesn't go out to dinner with his parents to celebrate because he wants to <laughs> study the playbook i'm sorry which- I,
1: I loved that so much so he he's part of the Wednesday press conference because he's just got named starter and they asked him uh, if he went and celebrated and he goes, uh, well, my parents were actually with me when I got the when I got the phone calls. So I told them and they're like, oh, we got to go celebrate. And he was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. This kid's very stoic, like. He doesn't get too excited. He doesn't get too like any kind of emotion. He's just very even keel the whole time. Yeah. So he's just in there. He's like, <clears throat> he's in there. He's like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, they went out without me. Like they went out and had dinner, and I stayed home and watched film with my dog. <laughs> and I was just like, that's the guy right okay, there. Okay,
0: I get it. But like, also, he's all about making dinner- sure. But go to dinner with your parents. As I told you, he can go out
1: to dinner with his parents after he has won Rookie of the Year, after he's won MVP, after he's won a Super Bowl, all after this season. <laughs> like when the season's over, he can go to dinner as much as he wants. Sure. Yeah. But once he's named starter, like that's just this kid's mindset. Like he's now like, okay, I worked my ass off to get to be named starter. Like I have the opportunity now. And the first thing he don't would do complacent. is Yeah, exactly. He, and that's what he says. Like, I don't want to be complacent. Sure. And like, I love that that's that kid's mentality. Like every time this kid talks, every time I see him play, I get more and more excited about what his future can be with this team as long as they don't screw it up. Yeah. Sell the team. I mean, we're getting, I think we're getting close, honestly, because they're getting ready to move to Arlington. Oh, yeah. Which, so the Bears. Happy for that. Say, have we talked about that? I don't think we have yet. No. So the Bears uh, put in a purchase order for a big piece of land in Arlington Heights, Illinois, which is a northwest sh- northwest suburb of yeah. Chicago. It's like
0: 20 minutes from my in-laws house. Yes. Uh,
1: there's the Arlington International Racecourse, which, I mean, has been empty for some time. OK, Um, uh, so the Bears put in a purchase order for that. They uh confirmed it. So they have officially bought the land. It's theirs. And the rumor is that they're going to build their own stadium similar to what um, L.A. has done for the Chargers and the Rams, similar to what Dallas did for uh, the Cowboys or technically Arlington, Texas, did for the Cowboys. Yeah. And then um, actually, where is SoFi Stadium? Is that in Burbank? no it's
0: actually south in inglewood that's right so yeah and that's the thing is like i wa- wish it was in burbank
1: there's some people there are sitting there going well no the bears can't leave chicago because are oh, they going to be called the arlington bears now it's like no no they're still the chicago bears dallas doesn't play in dallas they play in arlington yeah and then obviously the chargers and the rams well, play
0: in inglewood which or also
1: was also, another option is what Green Bay's kind of done with uh, the surrounding area of Lambeau. They bought a bunch of land in that area. They now have like an on-site museum. Yeah. They have apartments, like restaurants, there all different kinds of things. Will be some sort of Bears museum. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it makes total sense, to, especially to have because then you can have people come visit year round. Like Soldier, right now you can't really have people come visit during the off season. There's not really a need for it, right? So it makes sense to have something where people are still coming to the facility, still like still spending their money at a place that's owned by the Bears. It's another opportunity for the McCaskies to make more money because apparently they don't have enough. But I mean, the more and more I read about them, like this makes perfect sense to do. And I have no problem with them leaving Chicago, especially because Chicago has been so unreasonable with how they operate within Soldier. Yeah. For the longest time
0: and And it's tough
1: to get to that stadium. It's, it's so hard to get to that stadium. There's no parking anywhere nearby that's decent. No nope. like no matter where you park, you have to take their bus
0: to the stadium did we when we went we walked though, right? Didn't we get we, close enough that we could walk? We did. We were like just across the bay yeah I mean, the shuttle's
1: still an option, but the where we parked, we weren't that far we got away. lucky yeah yeah because it was like a but it's still like a 15 20 minute walk yeah. Instead of a parking lot that's right there. Like, I'm when I went to the Bears-Titans game in the preseason, I parked further away because I didn't want to buy a parking pass. Mm-hmm. So it was still a 15-minute walk. But I parked just north of Broadway. And then I just walked south a few blocks. And uh-huh. then walked across the pedestrian bridge. And yeah. I was right there. Yeah, yeah, And super easy to get to. But if I w- wasn't cheap and bought a parking pass, I literally would have been right there. It would have been five, ten minutes. Yeah. Not a big deal. But yeah, they got all the parking on site. There's and then I mean I have a buddy that is a Packers fan, and he's gone to a couple games of at Lambo, and all he talks about is how cool like the the whole like Lambo village is, basically. Mm -hmm. Just like all the stuff there is to do. And he makes it sound so good that I was like, if you ever go to like a Bears Packers game in Lambo, I'm going with you. Because I want to see all this shit. Because he's he said there's even like a football field that like you can just go and play on. Oh, that's cool. There's a, there's just a field. Like our high school. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a community football field. Yeah. And like all the people in the apartments are allowed to use it. And before the game, there's just people on there playing like two hand touch. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. And then there's a bunch of different like tailgate options and that kind of stuff. Like they sell their own food for tailgates. Like mm-hmm. it just seems like a great setup. And I'm sure the bears have seen that on multiple occasions it's been like we should do this. Yeah. But we
0: can't do it in Chicago. Well, a lot of of ball teams are doing this now. This it's happening a lot with baseball mm-hmm. where they're building these little ballpark villages. Well, exactly. Like Wrigleyville,
1: Wrigleyville. Uh the ballpark village in St. Louis is the same way.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yankee
1: Stadium, I think, is doing a lot of that the too. Braves just Braves, built yep.
0: one. I think I mean I think this, it doesn't count, but Nashville wants to do it to bring a team in.
1: Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, that's kind of the way more professional sports organizations are going. Like, if you're going to build a stadium, you might as well buy the surrounding area and just build, a, like, restaurants and hotels. And yeah, um, Jerry World has a casino. And I know a lot of people have talked about the Bears doing that, too, since gambling's legal in Illinois now. Yeah. But, I mean, absolutely. Like, do whatever you want. It's your land. Be cool like go do it and it's gonna get it's gonna be so much easier to get to arlington than it is to get to soldier in chicago and what's fun super funny to me is that the mayor of chicago is like yeah well if they leave like we still got the chicago fire yeah because they're selling out that stadium
0: fire is awesome yeah
1: those those two thousand people you sell tickets to are real that's really gonna pay off for it Mm -hmm. no 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 screw yourself you need the bears more than the bears need you yes like I'm I'm perfectly fine with the Bears leaving. I'm not like, like I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like I like the historicalness of Soldier Field, but that doesn't work for the game today anymore. Like your your workspace needs to evolve with the game. Like you need turf. You need an indoor stadium, especially when it comes to Chicago. I know, like that takes away kind of the home field advantage of like the wind and all that. Yeah, but at the same time. Like now we can have Super Bowls in Chicago, okay. Yeah. And if you, well, technically Arlington Heights. Sure, it's but just also Chicago. could. You, could you imagine how cool it would be if they decided to start having the Illinois State High School Championships in the Bears Dome? Like that'd be cool. Where is it? Where are they now? Uh, now they play them at Northern Illinois.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: They stopped playing them in Champagne for some reason. I don't know what the deal was. That's right. Then they yeah, started, it was Champagne. But now they have them up in DeKalb, Illinois, yeah. which kind of doesn't seem fair for the non-Chicago teams. But since the Chicago teams are usually the ones who are there anyway, um, yeah, no probably, one cares.
2: Yeah, that's probably all that it is.
1: Man. I'm, I'm going to say this again. The Chiefs have looked sloppy this year. It has not yes. seemed like the pristine... Just condition that they u- are usually in. Like Mahomes is holding the ball a lot more often. Receivers have not been able to get open. And when he's been able to get the ball to him, like they don't catch it. Two and two. Not Man, great. This, this is a very, I think we might be looking at, we might possibly be looking at a Chiefs team that doesn't make the playoffs. There's three wild cards this year. They're not going to miss the playoffs. Their division is
0: tough though. That's the thing. I mean, they're gonna beat the Broncos. They could get last in their division and still make the playoffs with True. the third wild card. True, but still. I think they'll beat the Broncos. Yeah. But right now the Chargers look really good. Chargers are very
2: good.
1: And the Raiders are a good team despite losing to the Bears today. They're okay. I, don't know. I think the Chiefs have some work to do.
0: Well, they definitely have work to do, but I don't think they're gonna miss the playoffs.
2: I'm just throwing it out there as an option. Yeah. Um. Uh, so Despite everything, the Bears are kind of in a good place. Yes, and as we talked about before we started recording, this
1: team's starting to give me hope again, and I hate yeah. it. <laughs> I like I I absolutely oh, there's Dawson
2: Knox for a touchdown. Cool. Uh, that was a big that was a big play. He's on my bench. Yeah. Um,
1: this team has a habit of doing this, especially during the uh, Matt Nagy era, where oh, yes. they get me all they get me all hyped up before the season starts and then they I'll kind of start off. Okay. And like, I'm, I'm good with it. And then they just have a horrible game and it seems like it's all falling apart. And I've just kind of, I have to mentally prepare myself for like, okay, they're not going to do anything this year. They, I just need to accept it and just be like, okay, this we're chalking this up to a failed year and we're going to try and hopefully get at it again next year. And then they start winning like two or three games in a row. Yeah, and usually one of those games is against a good team, and I'm like, okay, okay, like we're starting to bring it back. Like you're getting me back on board, and then you just flat out suck again. Well, and this like, is
0: why eight months ago we said we were out.
1: Yeah, and, and then we're they back in, and then they draft Justin Fields, yeah. and I start getting back in. It all depends on like how he looks, and then all I hear are good things about him yeah. from, training, from rookie minicamp, from training camp. Like the, not, and not even just Justin Fields, but like Tevin Jenkins I heard good things about. Larry Borum I heard good things about. Uh, Khalil Herbert I'm now very excited about after the game today. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I kept hearing about was how Darnell Mooney's set for a breakout year, uh, especially <laughs> if Justin Fields gets in at quarterback. It's looked good so far. Yeah, I kept hearing about how Cole Komet was going to take a turn. we have get to see that. He's done some things. I think he's going to be an, end up being more of like a blocking tight end. Yeah. Which is disappointing, but we'll see. He's still, he still has plenty of time. Yeah. And I think they're still kind of figuring out like what he's good at. But I, I I don't know. We'll see if they get there. But yeah, so we were at that point and then you come out against the Rams. Well, first off, you have a decent preseason. I go and watch them play in person. And that's when I absolutely fell in love with Justin Fields. I don't know what it is about this kid. But when he, throws a, when he, throws, a, when he throws a ball, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen on a football field. I don't, know what, I don't know what it is. The first time I saw him throw the ball, I literally went, oh. And I was just like, why did I do that? He, he just threw a football. That's all, I, that's all I saw him do. But it was just the arc of it. It was a tight spiral. Yeah. And the fact that he, the receiver was like this. Ten yards before he caught it, and it hit him right in the damn hand. Basket catch it, yeah. It was so perfect, and I was just like, "How how does he do this?" And then the fact that like the wind picked up at one point, and he adjusted to the wind, and I was like, "How does he do this?"
0: It's witchcraft. He's an NFL quarterback. That's how he does it. I'm like, I don't, but that was the point. I was like, "That's it.
1: I'm in on the kid. Yeah. I don't have to see him do anything this year. Like, I'm in. I'm down for it." And I've just continued on that route, and then. The Browns game happened. And I was like, they're going to get this kid killed. Like if we seriously, if we seriously break our quarterback before he even gets a chance to do anything. Yeah. Then what the hell is the point? But luckily he learned from it. Yes. And that's the thing that I've learned. That's the number one lesson I've learned uh, from having Justin Fields as your quarterback. The kid learns by doing, and he's not going to get better at the position unless you get him those reps. Yeah. So absolutely. That's why I was like, absolutely. You got to get, let him start. Like, I understand you don't want to get, you don't want him to get hurt. You know, you don't want to, you don't want him to like get an ACL tear and then he's like, no, hurt for future years and all this and that. But like, he's not going to get better sitting on the sidelines watching. Yeah. And a big key in that is especially like, I think one of his big wings is still is pass protection and like reading defenses, seeing like where the blitz is coming from. I still don't think he's quite there yet because he still misses it every once in a while but that's again something you learn from by experience. You can watch tape as much as possible but it's mo- it's very different when you're actually in the game seeing it. And you're like, "Okay, I remember last time that guy came up and then they brought pressure from the other side, so I'm going to go with that and then we're going to adjust as needed." Mhm. Based on where pressure comes from. But at least if I get this side settled and that's where the pressure comes from, then I've got all day to throw. Yeah. So that's things he's going to learn as he goes on. But I mean, the arm talent is there. Yeah. Uh, the ability to run is there. The heart and soul is the absolutely talent, there. That kid is, that kid wants to play football. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else that kid wants to do, but play football.
2: He, it's,
1: it's very similar to win. kind of like, I mean, yeah, He probably wants win. to win. Well, I mean, that comes with playing football. Well, yeah, I mean, and you saw that after, I don't know if anyone else saw his press conference after the Browns game, but that dude was pissed off as hell. Oh, yeah. Because he's never played a game like that. No. He's never been involved in a game like that, where all he had was 67 yards passing, and he got sacked nine times. He's never been involved in that. Yeah. Dude has always been a winner. So as when he's sitting there, the fact that that didn't mentally break him, like he and he bounced back with the Lions and came out and played a good game.
2: Mm-hmm. Not a
1: great game, but a good game. He yeah. worked the offense like he should. No, just kind of let everything come to him. He made decent throws. He made big throws. Uh, I think he had one of the highest like explosive rate plays in the NFL uh, that week. Huh. But, I mean, he, the kid's ready to play. Yeah. And I know they're not ready to let him completely loose now, which is fine. But definitely after the bye week in week 10, which ironically is the same week that I'm moving, I still... As, I still can't believe that like I accidentally picked the Bears by week. So you don't even have to worry about watching yeah, them. I, don't, I don't have to worry about like trying to like keep up with them or anything. It's like ah now we're good. Yeah, no, nah, this is your moving. And then yeah, and then my first uh my first game watching them back in Illinois is them against Baltimore. Nice. That'll be a good which, game. That's the thing. The Bears have a tough schedule coming up. You got uh yes. the Packers next week. Yep. Uh let's see who else. I know they play the Niners uh oh god i can't remember now who else well they play the nfc west right yeah they play the nfc west and they play the afc north oh my two, gosh. two of the toughest divisions in football
0: so they already played the bengals they already played the browns the mm-hmm. steelers are hot garbage right now
1: so that's the thing the steelers are not good that's also a monday night game and i really hope the mannings are doing that one because, I mean, they're doing all of them, right? No, they actually have three weeks off right now. Oh, they're doing okay. so they they weren't going to do all 17 games. They were doing uh, 10 of them. So I think they're doing like three weeks on three weeks off three weeks on uh, three weeks off. And then doing like the last four games of the year. OK, I think that was how I kind of had it figured. Let me yeah. see. OK. Uh, uh, OK, so they have uh, the, the Packers next week, the Buccaneers after that. Then the Niners, then the Steelers, then they have their bye week. Then the, after the bye week, they have the Ravens Then they have the Lions, the Cardinals, the Packers again, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the Giants and the Vikings. So the last Gosh. month of the season is not difficult. Now the Seahawks are the only, I'll say decent team you're facing. And they and might Russell have, probably be Russell. Back by Russell then. be back by then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this next month is rough. Oof. You have the Packers who are 4 and 1, you have the Bucks who are 4 and 1, you have the Niners who are 2 and 3 but still a I mean still a good team. You can't sleep on the Niners. They've also have to play in the NFC West, which is again probably the toughest division in football, right? I now. would say it is, yeah. And then you have the Steelers who are definitely beatable at a 2 and 3. And then you come out of the bye week with the Ravens. Now the Bears have been historically bad coming out of the bye week in the Matt Nagy era. Yep. Uh, I
0: don't know why that is, but it's not comforting. But the Ravens are a run team, and the Bears are a very good run defense. That is the thing. But will they be
1: able to contain Lamar Jackson as the key? Yes. I think they'll be able to, because Khalil Mack is pretty good at keeping contain on quarterbacks, and he's quick enough to kind of at least maybe keep up with him. Like sideline to sideline,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but the whole point is to keep him from getting vertical. If you can keep him yeah. running sideways, you have a chance. If you if he starts running downhill, I think you're screwed. Um, and then yeah. you face the Lions, who are zero and five. The Cardinals, who are five and zero.
0: They're the Cardinals are very good.
1: And then you face the Packers again, who are four and one. Yeah. So right now you have a, one of the toughest schedules over the next two months.
0: I think we beat the Packers next week. <sighs>
1: It's a possibility. I think
0: we lose to them the second one, time, but I think one it's beat them at next home. Week.
1: So I think that helps a lot. Yeah. But the Packers also have uh, some offensive linemen who are out right now. They have some defensive backs who are out right now. Zadarius Smith is on IR. Jair, Exander, Jair Exander, Alexander is on IR. So right now you have two, two of your best defensive players out. Um, and then your left tackle, I don't know if. Bakhtiari is going to be back next week or not. I'd have to look that up. Yeah. But I mean, you got you got some chances. And especially with Robert Quinn kind of showing up this year and remembering that the Bears paid him a lot of money. Yeah. And a lot of people are actually going to throw him in the comeback player of the year conversation right now. He could. Be. Unfortunately, he's going to go up against Dak. And as long as Dak stays Ooh. healthy, I think Dak's getting it. But
0: the fact that Robert Quinn is in that conversation Dak shouldn't count. I feel like the comeback player of the year should be somebody smaller. I mean, like not like physically smaller, though, but like it should, not be, it should not be. It shouldn't be a quarterback. That was already a star. I mean, like Al- Alex Smith is a different story because Alex he had Smith his, was out for like two years and almost died. Yeah. Like Dak, I get that he had the the bone went through the skin and whatever, but like mm-hmm. quarterbacks get injured like that a lot and then come back and they're still good. The only thing with Dak is, I
1: think, as we're seeing this year, it definitely shows that the NFC East would have been a runaway for the Cowboys last year.
2: Oh yeah. Everybody, which
1: it's already looking that way this year. But I I think that just shows like how valuable he is to that team. Like if he's not there, it just all falls apart. Yeah. So I think that's like, I'm pretty, I I'm that's my argument for why he should win comeback player of the year. Because clearly without him, like the Cowboys. I'm not are against
2: nothing. it. Like, I'm, if he wins yeah. It, but like I, I like would, I would love for, though,
1: I would so. love for a bear to win it, but he won't.
0: It's not, nah. nobody cares about a defense. Like it,
1: we know. all knew, like, as long as Dak stayed healthy, he was winning comeback player of the year. Yeah. As long as he didn't have like a bunch of nagging injuries or he didn't like break his other leg or something. Like, which is is a sneak possibility. Have. But I hope it doesn't happen. I want Dak to stay healthy because the NFL is better with Dak at quarterback.
0: Yeah, I like Dak. Everyone likes Dak. It's hard not to like him. Yeah, he's in that sleep number commercial and it makes me want to get a sleep. number. Right. I mean, I already have a purple, but
1: also him and Zeke's friendship, which I saw in Hard Knocks this year, is like one of the purest things Mm -hmm.
2: in the world. Oh, when does the new Hard Knocks start? Uh, I don't know. We should know that we should. We should. I honestly, I forgot it was a thing. Who
0: is it? It's the, the Colts. Colts, right?
1: Yeah. I'll oh, look it up. I wonder how much they're gonna talk about Carson Wentz and his two sprained ankles. Probably a lot. That might be that like is. The... that's still funny to me. Like, how do you sprain both your ankles on the same
2: play? Like, how's that a thing? November 17th. November 17th. Okay. So yeah, I'll I'll also be back in Illinois for that, too. That'll be fun. Yeah. uh well. So yeah, we're kind of
1: back in on the bears, but at the same time, it's.
2: No, I'm back.
1: I mean, for me, it's like, for me, it's like dating again. I wanna, I wanna get back out there, but at the same time, I do not want to deal with the bullshit <laughs> and the heartbreak again. You want to like, get your I'm, heartbroken? Yeah, it's I, I, I can't come back from it anymore. It's over. But uh, I really, I really hope Nagy keeps this kind of mentality. I mean, <laughs> it's funny to say I need to watch his press conference again after yeah. today to see like what his attitude is. But I need, to, I just need. To One just, would
0: hope that I need to keep seeing
1: that, like he stays in this positive headspace. Yeah, because I think if he does that, I think if you realize that it's not about him, and that like even if the Bears do well without him calling plays, even if like it's not about him at all like the Bears do well, he probably keeps his job. Yeah. Because these players seem to still want to play for him and still seem like they want to back him up because no one has said anything negative about him that I've heard at least. And these players tend to like take to Twitter or like somehow get that information out at some point. Some Mm -hmm. way, shape, or form, they will get that information out that they don't like him and he's lost the locker room and they don't want to play for him. Yeah, but that that doesn't seem to be the case. Everyone seems to like him, but everyone, I don't know, certain players are like, OK, he's he very needs,
0: good at what he does.
1: He's again, he's a player coach. Think, yeah. And players like player coaches because they want what's best for you. Yeah. But at the same time, if he's not if he's doing something that makes you not be productive, then you need to tell him that. And I think that was one of the things they had in, in these conversations where they like Nick Foles and Alan Robinson and some of the offensive linemen that sat there and were like, here's the deal. Like the offense just doesn't work with you calling plays. It doesn't work when we have a third and eight and you tell everyone till you tell all the receivers to run six yard hitch routes. Like first off, we're two yards short of the first down. Yeah. And then we don't complete the pass <laughs> because we don't have the right protection. Right. And yeah, it's just, it's a shit show boss. Yep. We can't can't work like this. Uh, I think he had to. I think he had to both swallow a lot of pride, and also get yelled at a lot to make these things happen. But I want to see if he sticks to it. Or I like not.
0: both of those things because
1: that was the thing last year was they let Bill Laser call plays for like a month, but they were a month against really bad defenses. Okay, and then once that was over, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call plays again." Yeah, and so I need to make sure he's not gonna do that again. Yeah, you can't. Because if he does that, then Can't I'm, back, I'm that. back to the fire everyone meme Yeah, that I've started posting for like a week and a half. And I haven't posted. You it. love that meme. I love it so much because first off, I've wanted them to fire Ted Phillips for a long time because I, he just doesn't look like a guy that should be involved in football. Yeah. He looks like a guy who should be working at a bank and not like the manager of a bank. He looks like he should be working. He's one of the, the th- guy
0: that says hello when you walk in. He's and that's the,
1: the only job they trust him he's with. He's the guy who, like, you hand your big thing of change to, and he turns it into dollars. I don't
0: even know if I would trust him with that. I would, because all he has to do is just turn it upside down and let it run through the machine. It's uh, not like he has to count it himself. But what if he drops some of it? What if he misses the machine?
2: I mean... Then you just punch him in the face. I don't know, like... Okay. I mean, I can see that happening with Ted Phillips, now that you say it.
1: Did they seriously try an onside kick with like three seconds left?
2: Yeah, why not?
0: I mean, there's three seconds left. Yeah, I mean, it stops them from returning it. I guess, I don't (laughs) know. But, Ted, yeah,
1: again, Ted Phillips, I've just wanted them to fire him for a long time. Pace, I think, after being GM for the Bears for almost a decade now, I think we kind of know what he is. And if his two coaching hires are John Fox, who he fired,
2: to, in order to hire Matt Nagy, like I, th- I don't know that he's gonna do any better than that.
1: Because like, if we give him another chance to hire a coach, is he gonna get someone like uh, Brian Dabble or Joe Brady or someone that like a lot of teams are wanting to go after? Or is he gonna be like, well, since everyone's going after them, they're probably not gonna want to sign here. So let's instead go for like a second tier guy or like someone that we think can surprise some people. Yeah. Cause that seems to be what the bears want to try to do a lot is surprise people. <laughs> Cause you're a magician. And, and that's why like Ryan Pace takes these guys that like have injury issues. Uh, they come early. Like, they come from small schools. And then that's why Matt Nagy like does all these little trick plays. It's like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to surprise people. I'm like, no, just play damn football. <laughs> just go like
2: you have a decent roster. Go make it happen. This team, this team, both excites me
1: and frustrates me, and I don't understand how that works.
2: I don't know, but we've talked about
0: them for about an hour now. Yep, we're at an hour twelve on the Mm. on the total time. Should we talk about other stuff? I don't know. Do we need to? Mm. Oh, I uh, I realized the other day.
1: Well, as of right now, you, me, and Dan are going to be the top three teams in our fantasy league. We will all be uh,
0: four and one. Nice. We all have pretty good teams. I realized that I actually. You probably have have a pretty good team. You probably have the best team out of all of us. It's just. I make poor sit start decisions. Yeah.
1: You constantly have like someone on your bench that goes just absolutely off. I got
0: to figure it out. You
1: had Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, but you also had Tom Brady in your lineup.
0: Look, I started Tom Brady who scored 50 points and And I still made the wrong decision because Justin Herbert got 57. Yeah what it's not fair what it's not fair it's not and now i've got dawson knox is on my bench because we don't have to start a tight end so i didn't but i did start emmanuel sanders who's got 20 but i th- or no he's got 10 something dawson knox has 20 let me see i'm looking i'm it still right gonna now. beat soup because soup is terrible shout out to soup for being bad thank you
1: you have your lineup right now is tom brady oh
0: antonio brown got 40 on my bench <laughs>
1: Your line for now is Tom Brady with 50.4, Alvin Kamara, 30.8, Aaron Jones, 20.3, CeeDee Lamb, 20.9. So right off the bat, like a great, 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 great start. starters. Uh, A.J. Brown, 6.8. Not not, not awesome. Great. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders right now with 10 and a half points. He's got one catch for 35 yards and a touchdown. So that's right there. Like a decent day out of a flex. wide receiver three. Yep. Uh, your flex is actually chase Edmonds who got you five points. Oh, not go. great. Okay. I was, iffy uh,
0: on him. I shouldn't have started. Him. New England's
1: defense. You started and they got four points. Houston kind of surprised him today. That was stupid. so I, I, I mean, no fault on yours there. Like that was a surprise for everybody. Yeah. And then on your bench, uh, you have Justin Herbert who got 56.3 ridiculous. Mike Williams got 47.5 <laughs> ridiculous. Buffalo's defense who's got 12 points right now Antonio Brown who got 40.4 and then Dawson Knox currently has 20.6
0: that's insane
1: your roster suck your roster pisses me off how stupid
0: is that it, it's not fair the stupid thing is I I didn't want to start my and you Williams. have this lineup
1: against a guy who may not even put up 70 yeah Right now, he's at 65 and a half. He's got Zach Moss and Travis Kelsey going. And the way this game's going for Kansas City, I don't really see Travis Kelsey doing a whole lot.
0: Not really yet, no. So,
1: Soup may not even get 70 points. Probably not.
0: The stupid thing with Mike Williams is I didn't start him the first couple weeks because Keenan Allen there. Mm-hmm. And Mike Williams has always been a very injury-prone guy because he falls really hard. Well, and he's also more of like a their deep threat guy. Yeah, so I just wasn't starting him. But he scored a bunch of points. So, then I started him. And then he got like five. It was the week he got five. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, that, thanks for that.
1: Hey, at least you didn't start Brandon I.U. in week one, and he got a whole zero points, and he wasn't. Inactive. I he don't was healthy. know
0: what happened to Brandon Ayuk.
1: He got no targets in Week One. They didn't he's even throw just, the ball his way. He's a non-factor this year, and I don't get it. He he was another guy that was on a bunch of lists like breakout year two player. Yeah, so that's why I targeted him before the draft no, started. And he then was I drafted on my list him too. and got nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. And he played a full game. He played like seventy percent of the snaps. Yeah, and he got zero points, no targets, zero nothing. Points. That's when I was like, this is a problem. But I was like, let me hang on to him and just see. And I think the best he did was like 11.2 points because he caught one pass for a touchdown. Yeah. And it was like a seven yard catch.
0: It's I don't know what happened I to was him.
1: Ah, I'm so frustrated, but it's all right. Because I dropped him and got Darnell Mooney.
0: Oh, I actually I have a you know what? It might be my curse. I have two curses. One of them is that guys on my bench. Whenever I give up on guys, your starters. yeah, when I give up on guys, they score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So I put a guy on my bench because I don't believe in him. He scores a lot of points. I drop Darnell Mooney. He has that giant game against the Lions. Right. Uh, I trade away. Who did I trade? Oh, I trade uh, Robert Woods for AJ Brown. Robert Woods has a giant game. Yep. Because, but I'm okay with it. I just didn't want the stress but of you're, having to worry about Robert. Your Woods team's anymore. so good, it doesn't even matter. I've got. Yeah, I realize now that.
1: Now my okay. my team on the other hand I really lucked out this week. A lot of guys went off for me. Yes. So first off, I had an epiphany last night because yeah. I got on Twitter and Matt Barry was like make sure you set your lineups tonight and double check them because we have an 8:30 a.m. football game in London and it's Falcons and Jets. Yeah. And I had I already had Cordell Harrison in my flex because I picked him up once he started like really going off. Right. And then Yeah, you were smart. Yeah, and then I ha- I had to put him in um uh, I had to put him in last week because I had, you know, I had guys hurt or not just not performing well. It's like, let me put him in. He has been scoring like 14, 15 points. I'll put him in the flex. Like all good. And then he went and scored three touchdowns. Yeah. So I was like, he's and never he's leaving the in. lineup. He's yeah. good. So I had him already in, but then like uh, George Kittle got listed as doubtful. And then he was actually uh downgraded to out. So I was like, I got to put someone else in that wide receiver tight end spot that we have. Right. And I started looking at some other options, like oh, Devontae Smith wouldn't be a bad one. Um, I also have Jalen Waddle, may not be a bad choice. And I started thinking uh, Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. I was like, he's Good he's option. been targeting the red zone, so let me think about that. So I had him in there for a while. And then last night, I just started looking again. I was like, you know what? The Falcons don't have Calvin Ridley or Russell Gage. Right. So I have Kyle Pitts on my bench. Let me just throw him in there, and hopefully he catches a touchdown. And we'll go from there. He got nine catches for 119 yards and a touchdown. Put up 30.9. Yeah.
0: And that was his welcome to the NFL game. Yep. Like. Because every other receiver was out.
1: Yeah. And they kept targeting him. Because guess what? He's He's a mismatch against everybody. He's faster than linebackers. He's stronger than corners. And he can jump, out jump any DB. Yeah. Like, just throw him the damn ball. It's pretty good. And they kept talking the broadcast, like, oh, you know, Matt Ryan had Julio Jones you. It's like, he's got Julio Jones now.
0: <laughs> his name's just Kyle Pitts and he plays tight end. Changed his name and his number. Yes, that is it. Yep. So I was just sitting there like, just throw him the damn ball. And they start
1: throwing him the ball. And here's the thing, after he caught the touchdown, which was in like the first quarter, I was like, okay, I'm good. I don't need, I don't really need anything more. He had like 12 points. I was good. And then he just kept catching passes. I was like, you know what? Let's get 100 yards. And he got the 100 yards. And I was like, yes, let's keep doing this. Yep. And then Cordero Patterson kept going. So yeah, between the two of them, I had uh, 50.7 points. That was a lot. Before we started the noon games. And I'm going playing against your wife. Yeah. And she then you, lost
0: hope immediately.
1: You like, sent like, me the text. and was like, Cassie says you're not allowed at the house anymore. Yeah. And I, was, I just replied. That was for Justin because Cassie stole Justin Fields from because me. In she the draft she won't trade him to you. And she won't. I've offered two different trades. And yeah. the first one I offered Zach Wilson, which she was smart to take
0: because he hasn't been that good. Yeah. But
1: now I offer Trey Lance.
0: In who, all honesty, that still is, a, is not a decent, but, in all honesty, that is a very fair trade. It is, and I, I told her don't do it just to antagonize you. I
1: hate you. Yeah, I hate you a lot. Anyway, continuing on my guys who dominated this week.
0: normal, okay. So normally her her depression, her fantasy football depression starts about one o'clock <laughs> on like a normal Sunday. Um, uh, it it gets like a little bit on a Thursday if they have Thursday players, but it only right. lasts for that night. But like usually on a Sunday, it starts at one and then it lasts the rest of the night. But unfortunately, today we have the London game at 830. Mm -hmm. So it started at about 10. (sighs) So I basically the the whole day I had to deal with her while doing yard work. (laughs) Just sad Cassie, because despite the fact that she's scoring well, she's still going to get beat.
3: Yeah,
1: because I had also I also had Nick Chubb. Yeah, we got thirty five point one points, one hundred sixty one yards and a touchdown, including a fifty two yard touchdown run, which just phenomenal. Uh, Najee Harris, who finally got going on the ground with the Steelers, uh, his He's first an enigma, his first hundred yard game.
0: Yeah, I mean
1: he can do everything. He can catch the ball oh, and he can run.
0: There's highlights of the Nick Chubb.
1: No, that's uh, David and Joko. His oh. uh, that's that was a seventy one yard touchdown catch.
0: They had a couple long touchdowns. Oh
1: yeah. Oh. That game was basically a big twelve college game, like I they wish, just kept going back and forth, I
0: wish I would have watched this live, but
1: I wish I could have too, but I didn't get that option because c b s only lets you watch the noon games, apparently
2: through yeah, because it depends yeah on it was vision. either it was
1: either going to be this or uh the Bears game, yeah, and I wasn't allowed to watch either one, which upset me stupid, yep, uh then Chris Godwin had. My worst game of my skill player so far at 14 points, which is still a decent day.
0: If, you, if any player gets double digits, that's a decent. Yeah,
1: I consider it a, I consider it a good day if you get double digits, because le- that's at least helping you. Yeah. And then my boy Jamar Chase, who, if I remember correctly, when I took him, you were like, ooh, that's a bad one.
0: Look, everybody in sports media was saying he can't catch a football. I don't care what everyone in sports media says. And now apparently he can catch a football. Him and Joe
1: Burrow were going to get it figured out. Yeah. That kid went
0: off. All he does is catch touchdowns.
1: Six catches, 159 yards, and a touchdown, including a 70-yarder, which Darnell Savage should have picked off. Yeah. but It
0: looked like it went through his body. It
1: went underneath his forearm. Yeah, like every replay I've seen it, it went underneath his forearm into the hands of Chase, and then Chase just basically walks into the end zone. Yeah, I, I loved it so much. Uh, and then I started Tampa Bay's defense, who did really well against Miami. Of course they did. Yeah. And then I had Carolina's defense on my bench, which I think I'm gonna have to start starting Carolina more often.
0: Carolina looks legit.
1: That's the thing I've been waiting to see if they're like
0: really, yeah. really good. And I mean, Sam Darnold is now absolute proof. I have been vindicated that Adam Gase is a parasite. Oh, absolutely. Here's, here's how
1: Carolina's defense is shaped out in fantasy in our league this year. Yeah. Week one against the Jets, they put up 15. Week two against the Saints, they put up 17 points. Week three against Houston, 14 points. Week four against Dallas, their worst game, negative six.
2: But that's because but Dallas, Dallas puts up a lot of
1: points. Yeah. Um, And then... Now against Philly in week five, 13 points. Coming up, they have the Vikings, the Giants, the Falcons, and the Patriots.
0: Those are very good matchups for a defense.
1: Especially since the Vikings have not put up a whole lot of points this year. The Giants apparently have everyone hurt right now. Everybody's injured. Uh Atlanta's not super strong offensively. But also by that time, well also by that time, uh the the uh Panthers are gonna get Stefan Gilmore to join their team.
2: Hmm. Actually,
1: I think he'll be there for week seven against the Giants. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they made that trade. They apparently also tried to sign uh, Jalen Smith before he signed his deal with the Packers. Which apparently he was basically like, no, I want to go to Green Bay because him and LaFleur have ties to Notre Dame. And he knows that. Well, I think he I think he feels he probably has a better shot winning a championship in Green Bay than he does uh, in Carolina. I mean, yeah, I think I think Carolina is going to be my defense going forward. The best, oh, the other player, only other player I had that kind of had a decent game was Devonte Smith, who had fourteen point seven. So, oh, and Dalton Schultz ended up with thirteen point nine. So that still would have been like an okay game. Yeah. But the fact that I put in Kyle Pitts Kyle and it Pitts. was his like that his, was a
0: dagger right off the of bat. Oh my god.
1: He uh, and the fact that like they were attacking downfield with him too, I was just like, yeah, I, I made the right call. Yeah just that little voice in my head is like start kyle dance i was just like let me do it and just see like i don't know it was i was already kind of i kind of went into this game with low expectations because uh i went on one day and it said so i go on was like wednesday when i really set my lineup for the first time and it says i'm projected to uh i'm projected to beat cassie by like 0.2 points yeah so it's like okay it's gonna be a close game and then i check uh before the thursday game starts and then it says i'm projected to lose to cassie by like 16 i was like what happened and what happened was it was uh christian McCaffrey was listed as questionable to play on sunday yeah and he was projected for 31.6 points against philly which is a lot and I was like, oh, my God, that's not good for me. <laughs> but then he was downgraded doubtful and then was yeah. eventually inactive I, for
2: today. So even, I lucked
0: out on that. big Yeah, time. even if he played, I don't think I would have let her play him. I think I would have. I mean. I would have strongly encouraged her not to play him. I mean, what she got to lose, though? Like he's going to get he's going to get all the touches, you like they might just put him in as like. You know, I let's mean they might use wraps. him as
1: a decoy a, a little bit, yeah. but I mean he's still gonna eventually get touches, especially if they get up by enough, he's gonna get the ball. Um and that's things. Cassie didn't even have a bad week. She had Aaron Rodgers, uh Austin Eckler went off for her again, which
0: for the for the Chargers, yeah. Yeah. Because that which, game was so high score. Which I
1: find that funny that you were so upset that she drafted him.
0: Yeah, we have the same name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh then she had Damian Harris, who both got hurt and fumbled. And we all know what happens to running backs who fumble when they play for Bill Belichick. They're Dude, never I saw that, again.
0: Yeah. I saw that he fumbled. I was like, well, that's it. For the that's game. what
1: I saw too. I was like, okay, he's done. Yeah. And I think he had like 10.6 points. He ended up with 11.2. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't got to worry about him anymore. Uh, the big one that I was worried about was Justin Jefferson and he ended up going off, but he didn't get in the end zone. So that was a positive. Uh, Terry McScoran did not have a good game.
0: Yeah. That's surprising.
1: Uh, and then Kenny Galladay did not get a immediately catch. Immediately got hurt. Yeah, immediately got hurt. So that was it. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a good game in her flex, and then Arizona's defense did pretty well. Uh, but yeah, that was her whole lineup. And then I still had Patrick Mahomes to play tonight, and then Justin Tucker on Monday night. Yep. I'm currently at 193 points to Cassie's 144 points.
0: You're gonna you're gonna break 200 this week.
1: I mean, yes. If, Mahomes has to get his stuff together, but yeah, it's looking looking good you're gonna yeah you're gonna i'm currently territory. projected for 215.8 points yeah like this this our, was a this is a damn good week our for me.
0: fantasy league is gonna be crazy this year and i mean you
1: had a you had a great week too. 154.7 points yeah uh so dan exact. 156 points right now and he's still got uh jonathan taylor to go for indy on monday night yep
2: yeah we're we're
1: definitely the top three teams in this league and bray well, Bray Bray's losing to Dan, so he's gonna drop down to like that second okay. tier. Yeah, but he
0: still has a really good
1: team. Yeah, he's still got a really good team. Uh Sly also has a really good team as he's uh defending his title. Yes. Uh Josh Allen's going absolutely off for him right now.
2: Yeah. Josh Allen. He was he I was just he, he was just year.
1: barely over a hundred points before this game started, and Josh Allen at the half has thirty three point five.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah. He also had Zeke Elliott today, DK Metcalf uh debo samuel who had a huge game for him last week
0: debo's freaking insane
1: debo's an anomaly like that dude shouldn't be good but he is he's
0: very good all right let's do dead or alive and wrap this thing up
1: let's do this all right we're gonna wrap up we're gonna wrap up our series with our final dead or alive but we're gonna have a twist this time okay so Austin's current record for dead or alive is eight and five. Yeah. It means you've guessed correctly eight times. You've guessed incorrectly five times. Yeah. So what I wanted to do for you is give you a rapid fire session. Right. And so I have a list of 10 names here. You will be able to ask no questions about them. Kay. I'm just going to give you the name. Yeah. You're going to guess if they're dead or alive. If you guess it correctly, I will tell you. Uh, I'll, Well, I'll tell you if you're right. And then I'll tell you what sport they played. Okay. Um. Uh, and then let's yeah, do go from there.
0: So no discussion about anything. You, we're just doing rapid fire. If you,
1: if you get four of these correct, you yeah. are guaranteed a winning record in dead or alive. So okay, you have great. a 40% chance to end up with a winning record.
0: Okay, let's do it. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Oh wait, we need to do the jingle. Dead or alive, dead or alive. Are they dead or alive?
2: Yeah, the last time. Okay. Forever. that <laughs> our show will be dead or alive. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) All right. Number one. Yeah. Whitey Ford. Oh, he's dead. Correct.
1: Okay. Whitey Ford, former pitcher for the New York Yankees. Actually died uh, a couple years ago. All right. Or was it last year? Either way. Uh, Number two. Wait, hold on. Let me.
2: What? I I got You had this list pulled up.
1: I do. I have to mark
2: if you got it right or not. Oh, Oh, I I got it right here. Okay. Uh, Number two. Raymond Berry dead that is incorrect he is alive okay he is alive he is 88 years old
0: wow yeah he's killing it which is ironic because he's alive <laughs> uh, <laughs> i thought you were going to say which is ironic because he's in jail for murder <laughs> <laughs> no um okay
1: so <laughs> I'm. There's no real reason to say this, but in my phone right now, if you get it right, you get a thumbs up. If you get it wrong, you get the middle finger emoji. Oh, that's weird. You'd think it would just be a thumbs down. I don't have the thumbs down ready to go, but I do have the middle finger emoji ready to go. You use that too much. All right, third one. Third one, Dennis Johnson.
2: Not Dennis Rodman. Not Rodman, Dennis Johnson. Alive. That is incorrect. Damn it. He is dead. Uh, Dennis Johnson, former Boston Celtic. Okay. Raymond
1: Berry, former wide receiver for the Indiana, uh, Baltimore Colts. Okay. Back in the days of Johnny Unitas. five. Four,
2: number four. Mike Arruzzioni. Mike Aruzioni. Alive. That is correct.
1: Mike Arruzzioni, former captain of USA Hockey and the Miracle on Ice. He's I thought alive. that name sounded familiar. He's alive and he's 66 years old.
0: Oh, that's not old at all. No.
2: Number five, Tom Seaver. I think he. I think he's alive. That is incorrect. He is dead. He oh died God. last year, I do believe. Ah, oh, man. Number six. We
1: lost a great one. did. Uh, Tom Seaver, former uh, pitcher for the Mets, I do believe.
2: Uh, Mark's number six, Mark Spitz. Dead. That is incorrect. Dang it. I just need to guess alive on
0: all of these. It's like where you answer (laughs) C (laughs) for every question. It's like multiple choice. You always answer false. Yeah. If I just say alive, you've probably got at least four people in there that are alive.
1: I mean, I tried to mix it up as best I could, but I kn- all I knew is that I wanted to make sure you'd have at least four that you could get correct. All right. Because well, I'm, tr- I'm trying to make this, you have a winning record. And right now, you have two correct. Yep. So you just need, you have, uh, f- have you got left. a 50-50 chance right now. Oh gosh. 50% chance out of four names left to get it right. Okay. Uh, Mark Spitz, by the way, Olympic swimmer, 71 years old. Okay. Uh, He had the most gold medals until Michael Phelps broke his his record. Michael Phelps. Uh, Number seven,
2: Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. Dead. That is incorrect. He is alive. He's
1: 56 years old. Mario Lemieux, great. One of the best hockey players who was overshadowed by the great one, Wayne Gretzky. This was one even Dan didn't know because I consulted Dan on this list. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I don't even know who Mario Lemieux is. I'm like, Mario Lemieux is one of like my favorite hockey players. But wow. he lived during the time of the Great One. He also retired, became a part owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then started playing again for the Penguins.
0: That's pretty cool. It's, it's boss. Yeah. He
1: also is the only player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and then go back and play again. So he was playing both as the owner of the oh, Penguins yeah. and as
0: a Hall of Famer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that.
1: He retired in 97 and then started playing again and then retired again in 2006.
0: Oh, that was recent. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, Number eight, Fran Tarkenton.
0: Oh, gosh. Fran Tarkenton. Well, within, I'm going to say alive.
2: That is correct.
0: Yes. (laughs) Again, you're at a 50 50 chance. If you get one of these next two correct,
1: you are guaranteed a winning record in Dead or Alive. All right. Uh, Fran Targanton, uh, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. He is alive. He's 81 years old. All right. Mario did I say Mario Lemieux was 56? Yeah. Okay. Either way, he's 56. 56. Number nine. This one I had to include the nickname because his nickname is awesome. Okay. Daryl Dawkins, aka Chocolate Thunder.
0: Okay. This oh man. Daryl Dawkins. I know that he he played basketball, right? Correct. Yeah.
2: And I'm pretty sure he was in NBA Street V3, which is how I know the name. I don't know about that, but it sounds right. I think he's alive. That's incorrect. Oh, man. Chocolate Thunder. Yeah. I want to say, I think I saw he
1: passed in 2015, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't write down what years
0: these people died. I probably should have. All right. He died in 2015. Yes! Sad. Sorry, not not that he's dead. <laughs> that
1: I remembered the that year correctly. You got the year. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> a little too emphatic. It's just your it's tone okay. too. It's like,
2: Yeah. I've
0: had I've had worse. No, no more chocolate. Where when I have de- guessed that somebody is dead and I'm correct, and I just go, Yeah, let's it's go. True. It's true. Like the first one you got right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All oh right, gosh. number ten, the final one and the one
2: that i know you won't get correct. Okay. Which you need to get correct. I need to get it correct, yeah. Dan Gable. Who? Dan Gable. Dan Gable.
0: How do you know that i'm not going to get it correct?
2: I have a 50. Cuz i know shot. you have no clue who Dan Gable is. Do you know who Dan Gable is? No. Exactly. Did you think I was cheating?
0: No. I just saw you peek over at my I, phone. I saw your, I felt it vibrate. So I'd look to see if Cassie was calling you and be like, where the hell are you? Oh no. She did text me though and say, when are you leaving? Do you need to
2: leave soon. We got to wrap this up and move a table. Okay. Uh, Dan Gable. Let's just, I mean, let's just go alive. That is correct. <laughs>
0: oh yes. Oh. Austin Stevens, you have officially won dead or alive with a record of 12 and 11. And that means that I get to stay alive because if I had lost, I would have been <laughs> killed and I would have been dead. Dan Gable,
1: Olympic wrestler, the one of the one of the best wrestlers of all time, a uh, college record of one hundred and fourteen and one. Wow. And his one loss was his final uh, match his senior year at Iowa State. Went on to win an Olympic gold medal went on to win the uh Pan-American wrestling event uh yeah uh he he also uh was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom I believe last year.
0: Nice. So. He has got some crazy cauliflower ear. Yes, a lot of wrestlers do. My gosh. Uh
1: but yeah, it's a it's a guy I've known about for years because my brother wrestled uh starting in junior high yeah. and just it's what every wrestler like strives for. They like Dan Gable and Cale Sanderson, those guys, like it's just that they're the, they're the top level. Uh, I also have a bonus one. If you want to do it, I
0: do want the bonus. No, yeah. I
1: was advised by Dan not to do this. I don't care. But you know what? I don't care either.
2: What are we going to do? It's are our cancel. Yeah,
1: it's our last. I mean, we might get canceled, but we're already ending the show on our own terms anyway.
2: So yeah. who cares? Yep. <laughs> Your bonus uh, athlete for dinner live. Bruce Jenner. <laughs> Is this is a trick question. Is it? Uh. I guess I'll. I'll well, the. The person. <laughs> of Bruce Jenner. Is still alive. So alive. Either one works. Yeah, really? Yeah, really? I
1: literally what I wrote was either one works. <laughs> because Bruce Jenner, the name is dead yeah uh but bruce jenner the physical the
0: physical the beam. physical
1: being of bruce jenner's body is alive yeah so really either way you you couldn't have gone wrong so i'll I'll throw that as a bonus you end up 13 and 11 yes i wanted to have that as a bonus just in case she lost and that was gonna give me two <laughs> points for being <laughs>
2: yes
1: <laughs> thank you for thinking of me <laughs> no problem all right well no that was the one dan was like yeah you probably shouldn't do that and i was like it'll be funny it's fucking because i want to see look in his face and be like wait which one is
0: technically correct (laughs) they're either way you're right they're all correct bruce jenner is both dead and alive all right well we've done it we did 22 episodes it's been fun better than i thought we'd do yeah it's been great it's been a good reason for us to hang out because otherwise i don't think i (laughs) would (laughs) have thanks buddy yeah you're welcome (laughs) So thank you to our seven listeners. Did we game one during the show? Because we said six at the beginning. Thank you to our five listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Yep. Uh, that's about it. The Thanks
1: uh, to anyone else who listened to one episode and was
0: like, yeah, these guys suck. They're terrible. This was a sports podcast and all they talk about is Chicago.
2: Like, yeah, that's uh, what we
0: know. The Chiefs and the Bills are in a rain delay. So that's cool. Severe weather. What a waste. Uh, I guess that's it. Let's sign it off. For the last time, I'm Dylan Webster. And I'm Austin Stevens. And this has been The Homestand. Homestand!
1: Hey, you don't have to bother following us on anything because we don't give a shit anymore. I thought
0: about saying it and then I was like, why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I went to go update the uh, social media plug on my phone. I was yeah. like, wait, why? We don't need what, it. What's the purpose of following us anymore? So,
2: goodbye. Okay, bye. bye.